Today is Monday, January 11th, 2021, and this is the first real installment of the Bannon Perspective. This is Robert Bannon. Today I want to talk about the Republican-led challenge to reject, decertify, fill in the blank, the electoral votes from certain states. Uh, Let me say at the onset, uh, I have always thought that this was a horrible idea. I don't want to even get into all the claims that are made because that's a whole separate issue. It was never going to work. It was a horrible mistake politically, and it really served no purpose other other than to be, you know, incendiary. Um, but that being said, uh, I think context is, is dramatically missing in this, and that seems to be so often the case. I want to start with a, a quote from Senator Chris Van Hollen. Senator Hawley's actions are grossly irresponsible. He's attempting to undermine our democratic process, fuel Trump's lies about voter fraud, and delay the certification of Biden's win. In the end, this reckless stunt will fail and Joe Biden will become president on January 20th, 2021. Now, regardless of how you feel about Trump, I think it's important to look at the big picture here. Now, I could get behind what Senator Chris Van Hollen said uh, if it wasn't for the fact that the same Senator Chris Van Hollen, who was a member of the House back in 2005, uh, had a very different thing to say. Uh, about the idea of rejecting certain electoral votes. In 2005, Senator uh, Barbara Boxer of California and uh, Stephanie Dubbs of Ohio both objected to President Bush's slate of electors from Ohio. And this is what Senator Van Hollen said back then. I believe that Senator Boxer and Representative Tubbs have performed a very valuable public service in bringing this debate before the Congress. As Americans, we should all be troubled by reports of voting problems in many parts of the country. See, people, you can't have it both ways. If you think that, you know, uh, overriding the will of the people is treasonous in 2021, then you have to have the same opinion about doing the same thing back in 2005. You don't get to have a double standard. And unfortunately, that's exactly what exists. Senator... Uh, Dick Durbin uh, recently tweeted that this was the political equivalent of barking at the moon. It won't be taken seriously, taken seriously, excuse me, nor should it be. The American people made a decision on November 3rd, and that decision must and will be honored and protected by the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives. Now, again, that is a arguably respectful position. I don't have a problem with that. I've already stated, I think it was a mistake to even go down this road. But in 2005, Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat, Illinois, had this to say, I talking about the Barbara Boxer uh, led opposition to the uh, rejection of electoral votes. Some may criticize our colleague from California for bringing us here. I thank her for doing it because it gives members an opportunity to once again, on a bipartisan basis, to look at a challenge that we face not just in the last election in one state, but in many states. I've got a problem, not necessarily 
with the argument, should Congress uh, argue, debate, reject certain electoral votes? I think that's a whole separate issue. All right. I've already gone on record. I thought it was a horrible move. Absent some really significant events. Um, well, we're talking about things that happened, you know, 70 years ago where there may have been people prevented from voting in the South because of the color of their skin. I mean, talking about, you know, other than other than some real significant evidence, just not supporting the political candidate that happened to want to win isn't justification for objecting to electoral certification. And you had members of the House and Senate, both Republican and Democrat, stand on their respective floors and argue that this was treasonous, that this was usurping the will of the people, not respecting the voice of the people. I agree with all those things. But what people don't realize is that this is nothing new. This has been done every time a political uh, and, excuse me, every time a Republican president was elected president since the Reagan administration. Think about that. Every single time. Back in 2001, Maxine Waters rose to object to the certification of then-president-elect George Bush. Al Gore at the time was president of the Senate and, and shut it down. I also have to give credit where credit is due for Joe Biden in Joe, uh, when there was a uh, argument against uh, certification for the electoral votes for Donald Trump, Joe Biden said, there is no debate. This is over. You have to be very impressed with the way he handled that. But we don't have that type of leadership in Congress anymore. And my concern here is that Republicans are being uh, portrayed as anti-American and all the things I said earlier for doing what the Democrats have done every single time a Republican was elected president since the Reagan administration. It's wrong. And if it's wrong today, which I believe it is, it was wrong back then. So there are calls for Ted Cruz to be expelled from the Senate. I think everyone needs to get a grip. Now, I think the major difference, as is almost always the case, is Trump's uh, decertification effort got a lot more press. How many people listening to this actually knew that the Democrats did the same darn thing both times George Bush was elected and when Donald Trump was elected? My guess is not very many. And I think that's a very, very sad thing. The media frames the argument. The media frames, you know, people's perception of, of things. This all has to do with the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And that sets, set the rules for Congress to count electoral votes. Part of me wishes it was never passed because it creates an opportunity for this division that's really unnecessary. I mean, folks, is it really that difficult? Do we need a real symbolic drawn out process? I mean, it's not symbolic anymore after what happened last week, but think about it. 
Every state has a certain number of electors. The states determine, not the federal government. The Constitution is clear. The states set the manner in which the elections are held. And those states send electors. You tally them up, and the person with the most wins. It's that simple. There shouldn't be all this back and forth. Putting, to, putting a, a little more history on things, back in 2001, when uh, Representative Fla- uh, Hastings of Florida objected to the counting of electoral votes for George Bush, he cited, and I quote, overwhelming evidence of official misconduct, deliberate fraud, and an attempt to suppress voter turnout. Any of that sound familiar? Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas, which I'll admittedly say at the onset, I have absolutely no respect for, um, said that millions of Americans were disenfranchised. Maxine Waters of California characterized the electoral votes as fraudulent. We're not talking about this most recent presidential election. This was when George Bush was elected. See, Americans, excuse me, Republicans are painted as you know, anti-democratic for this latest stunt. And I don't think that's really an unfair accusation, frankly. But they're being painted as anti-democratic, and some are even being called to resign or be ousted for doing exactly what the accusers themselves have done repeatedly. And it's very, very, very sad. I mean, Jerry Nadler of New York, arguing in 2005, said the right to vote was stolen. Maxine Waters in 2005 said it actually dedicated her objection, which makes it, I think, a little putrid, frankly. Uh, She dedicated it to filmmaker Michael Moore. 31 members of the House voted to reject electoral votes, nominating, excuse me, electing George Bush as president in 2005. This most recent, uh, the um, 2016 election, uh, after that one, uh, Jim McGovern of Massachusetts cited the confirmed, interesting choice of words, considering all that's happened since, the confirmed and illegal activities engaged by the government of Russia. Ms. Lee of California argued that Michigan's electoral votes should be thrown out because, and I quote, people are horrified by the overwhelming evidence of Russian interference in the elections. She also cited malfunction of voting machines, voting machines. You know, Democrats are calling, and many Americans, Republican, independent, are calling on Republicans, criticizing them for bringing up issues with voting machines. Folks, who are we kidding? It's in the congressional record. Democrats did the same thing when they lost. Back then, in that uh, 2017, there were Democratic objections to certification for nine different states. Now, back then and as now, each member of Congress is within his or her right to make an objection. My point is that if it's wrong today, it was wrong back then. I think these objections are naive at best, shameless at worst. It's a real problem. But the problem is that people read headlines. They don't read news stories. And they get 
their pers- they make these uh, decisions, these um, determinations of of who's right and who's wrong based on very one-sided news. Now, as I have said in my intro, and as I say all the time, both sides are guilty of it. Let's not kid ourselves. You have Fox on the right, you have MSNBC on the left, and you have other media outlets on the left. Until Fox came around, the um, the media was largely uh, left-leaning. Uh, if not that, if not for any other reason, that's how Fox even became into existence because there was such a, a vacuum uh, for conservative thought. But we have to get together as a people, and we have to stop the double standard. There are there are double standards with regard to virtually everything, and if you have to look at an argument and decide whether something is right or wrong, if you first look to who it benefits, that is un-American. And that's a lot more un-American than objecting to certification of electoral votes. Because if it happens then, and if it's wrong now, it was wrong then. And the news is to blame for this. Because the media does not put things in perspective. When they describe the reckless, treasonous, anti-American, anti-democratic things that the Republicans did since November, they didn't get that same criticism when the Democrats did did it every single time a Republican was elected since the Reagan administration. It just simply didn't happen. And even if you give them a pass for all those past elections— Where's the media in reporting the most recent attempt to decertify or reject electoral ballots? Where's the media criticism today for what happened in those previous attempts as well? And I think that we all just need to get a grip. Again, I think that the Republican effort was wrong. Uh, if for no other reason, is it was never going to win, it was never going to succeed. And why fight a fight? that A, makes you look like a sore loser that has zero chance of winning. I'll never understand that. And does Donald Trump face a lot of the blame for that? Yeah, absolutely he does. He was never going to overturn the the results of the election. Whether you think the election was fair or not, whether you think fraud got Joe Biden elected or not, you know, a lot of people who think Joe Biden got elected because of fraud, arguably, are the same people that would argue that the election was fair had Donald Trump won. So come on, everybody, let's get a grip. I'm going to let you know that the next installment of the podcast is going to talk about the uh, recent effort by uh, big tech to silence political opposition. I'll say at the onset right now that, well, I guess not really at the onset, so this is the end of my episode, but I'll say that I understand that the big tech are corporate entities and they have every right to uh, give certain people a platform and not everyone. There's no constitutional right to tweet, okay? It's not a First Amendment issue. The First Amendment prevents state action, not private action. Um, 
And I'm also, any posts, tweets, or efforts to incite violence, rebellion, sedition are wrong. And I've got no problem with that being removed. But it's gotten a lot, it's gotten a lot worse than that. So uh, that's what the next episode is going to be about. I thank you very much for listening. And I certainly appreciate any feedback anyone would give, whether they think I'm an absolute nutcase or they agree with me. Thanks for listening.